damn, I love that intro song. Anyway, welcome to episode 91 of the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. I'm your host, AJ underscore strong on all that social media BS. Uh, joining me, as always, Rocket Backhander. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. The outside temperature is now 49 degrees. Your cabin pressure is nice, and the pilot has now turned off the no crying sign. Welcome to the Pecknologist. <laughs> Top it, jerk. I can't. <laughs> that that's that's exactly the message I wanted to convey. I mean, and you you say you love the intro song. I'm still unsure, but we'll get there. Um but yeah, no, I agree with Rocket. Stop crying. Oh, dear Lord. All right. Little digital cleanup here, boys and girls. Remember, as always, be a part of the show and interact with us. There will be no finteracting. There will be no chompversations. There will only be interacting in the chimp versatile. And you can find all of those YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Hit the subscribe button if you would. We would certainly appreciate that. And hey... Use the super chat option if you'd like to support the show. We would certainly appreciate that. In lieu of that, a nice review and five stars on iTunes will also help the cause. And don't forget, if you ever miss something and you want to hit a replay, it's on all your favorite podcast platforms, always on YouTube, and everything. TealTownUSA.com. So, oh, please don't. You're going to get putt guy going and then everything's over so week 19 is in the books kids uh kind of a light week <laughs> sharks only playing two games little uh swing through alberta at calgary at edmonton the sharks go 2-0 their last 10 games they are a perfect 500 5 5 and 0 now only nine points out of the wild card. A week ago it was 11, but that's okay. Uh, you know, because nobody wants to win the goddamn Pacific right now. Uh, only four points separating one through five. We shall start in Calgary, people. And the Sharks get a 3-1 victory during a milestone-filled night. 700th NHL game for Evander Kane. 1500th NHL point and 800th assist. As a shark, at this point, let's be honest. Joe Thornton, it's just, whenever he just shows up, it's probably a milestone for him. Uh, Brent Burns got his 500th NHL point, and Latunov and Alex True would make their NHL debuts, and everybody uh, basically proving that they have no idea how to say Latunov. <laughs> if you listen to Brody Brazil early in the show, it was Latenov. If you listen to Randy early in the show, it was Latinoff. It's Latunoff, as in... It's, a, it's not Lechinoff? Nope, nope. It, it's Latunoff, as in you, uh, let me see, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Latunoff. Mm, okay. All right. So versus Calgary, uh, Rocket, you got to like that game, especially against a team that, uh, I mean, has a great offense, but kind of, I don't know, uh, just proving it that nobody wants to win the goddamn division. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, 100% so. It is the revolving door of injury for every single team in the Pacific, regardless of whether or not they want to admit it. Um, the entire Pacific is, well, basically just the Western Conference has been pretty physical this year. Uh, so I think that, Maybe everybody's just 
really beat up. So it's not necessarily that nobody wants to win it. It's that everybody is just spending too much time at the first aid tent. <laughs> not wrong. Especially when you consider that Mark Giordano goes over near the half boards. I don't know what the hell he was trying to do, jerk, but he like goes to try to make a player or be there to receive the puck. And I don't know what he tweaked, but dude's out for a little bit. Yeah, I'm just... You know, obviously, you don't want anybody to get hurt in any situation. But well, I'm just I wouldn't go that far. But go yeah, ahead. well, yeah, okay. Dustin Brown. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> hey, he's got his 14 kids. He needs to keep an eye on. Uh, <laughs> so you obviously don't want to see anybody get hurt. But I'm just glad that you know, if if Giordano, if the universe demands Giordano get hurt that night, I'm just glad that it wasn't at the hands of somebody on the Sharks. Um, this game was a complete 180-degree flip from the Sharks hockey we've seen the last month or so. I mean, it looked to be more of the same. Obviously, Calgary was uh, had the Sharks under siege early. You know, Aaron Aaron Dell certainly came to play, made the saves that he needed to make and the saves that he probably shouldn't have made. And I think it pumped the Sharks up, and they were able to come back and, you know, play a second and third period as well as they could have. And you know they they were able to come back and and you know get a get a win a very important win as you talked about AJ nobody wants to win the division and that's the perfect time to try and make some ridiculous improbable comeback uh as rocket and I always like to say this is right where we want to be <laughs> i'm just saying right now every game that the sharks play in for the opponent it's the trap game just putting that out there Deal with it. <laughs> deal with it. Uh, it. So, <laughs> following the game at Calgary, Sharks would move over to uh, the other part of Alberta that anybody cares about, Edmonton. Uh, the Sharks would give up two goals within the first five minutes and 20 seconds in this. Uh, both goals coming within 80 seconds of each other. And then the Sharks rattle off five straight and Aaron Dell remains undefeated versus Edmonton, currently 5-0 with a 9.04 save percentage over the whole time. And the best part of this game, Maxim Latunov notches his first NHL goal. Alex True gets his first NHL point. And Jerk, like, we all know we're going to be seeing call-ups. What, you know, whether it's the fact that Couture is injured, whether it's the fact that Hurdle's injured, whether it's the fact that Sorensen and Gambrell not exactly lighting the world on fire. And remember, Shellman was playing really well before he was injured. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see another call-up or two, but you got to be excited for Latunov and True getting their first points within their first two NHL games. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And I, and I think the biggest thing for those guys specifically, but also, you know, guys around that age in general and um, guys of that stature. Obviously, both of them are 6'4 and 6'5 for Alex True. They're big guys, but they can still skate like they don't weigh, you know, two tons. And they know how to use their size physically and in order to into their advantage. Uh, On After Dark, after Edmonton, AJ and I were talking about how Alex True was able to use his size to get the puck away from Oscar Clefbaum on Stefan Nason's goal. And prime example, I mean, if you're big, 
use it to your advantage because the NHL, it's it's going to a smaller man's league. And so if you can have a big guy who can play big but also play well, I think it's huge. And, you know, to go on your other point, I, at this point, I, I think everybody, you know, who was in the conversation to make the team or back in September, I wouldn't be surprised if they all get a call up at some point just because, you know, as you talked about Sorensen, Gambrell not really – doing what the Sharks need them to do. But just, you know, if this is a lost season, see what you have in guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that mate, the the point that you make about it is going to kind of a, a smaller league, if you will. I know some of the prospects that the Sharks have in their system, uh, not exactly large in stature, but here is Rocket to tell you all about how little guys can still make it happen. I was about to explain to you why I was such a fan of Sean Doogie and that this <laughs> this shift, I'm hoping that's where you're going, because this shift towards smaller guys, like I am 100% behind the shorter skaters. Okay, for example, Kendall Coyne, right? Kendall Coyne is rocket-sized, or Rocket is Kendall Coyne-sized. We're both five foot two. She beat all but one guy in the NHL in the fastest skater contest, and they are all at least 12 inches taller than she is. That means their legs are like 12 inches longer than hers are. So with those short little legs, she was still able to just race everyone into the boards. So I think that for them to go for smaller guys, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I don't think it's going to be any less exciting. I'm ready. All right. Well, by the numbers, uh, it, it's been kind of an interesting look. This whole season has been a little bizarre, if you will. Uh, the power of play, the, November 17th through the 31st, Two for 49. Then the beginning of 2020, they roll those, uh, what was that, six games? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, uh, five games. I'm sorry. Five games. Uh, they're five for 13 on the power play, killing it. Since Pavelski's return, two for 18. I'm sorry, whose return? Yeah. I'm sorry? Exactly. Uh, during that same stretch, the penalty kill through the first five games, 100%. Since Pavelski's homecoming, 18 Ooh. for 24 for 75%. I, I, are you saying, is that an English oh, word you're saying? Oh, my God. I've stop, never, I've never, stop, I've never heard that word before. Is he new? Stop. Oh, stop. what? Oh, so I'm not allowed to be annoying, just you are? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> do, no, not, do, do not shit on my captain. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hashtag not my captain. Yes. Hashtag not my captain. Uh, Aaron Dell, his last five starts, 903. 968, hey now, 941, 929, 897, okay, not the best, but Jones over his last five starts, you're going to hear a lot of eights, 833, 895, 828, he did put together two good ones, 955 and 963, but I think at this point, we can kind of say that Arendelle has obviously taken over the goalie position. And it's essentially a case of just keep throwing him in there until something goes incredibly wrong or until you can trade Dell for like some awesome things. <laughs> well, and I, I think the record should show that that game that he had in 897 was a win. Yes, it was. Okay. So, I mean, eh, you know, you could make the argument that. No, 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 you are wrong. Am I'm I wrong? Yeah, you were looking up. It was a 4-1 loss to Vancouver. I'm looking it up. Yeah, well, Vancouver doesn't exist, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> but no. 
The eight no the 897 it, no but he did put up a 941 versus Tampa Bay in a 3 nothing loss. Well there you wow. go. Yeah. Ooh. Um but I I guess I could still make my point like there yeah, same point. You know, there are going to be you know, there are going to be nights where the offense is going to let you down and you need your goalie to give you a chance. Tampa Bay there's also going to be a night where the goalie lets you down and your offense needs to bail you out. Edmonton. So mm-hmm. it's it, almost it, like it's a team effort or something. I mean, it's Wait, it's what? still too <laughs> it's still too early to tell on that one, but Small uh, sample size. I I think if we can get <laughs> some harmony here going, um, I, I I think that'll mean some good things. If not for this year, then next year at least, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a secret that. I would say probably 74% of this roster will be back next year, so why not build good relationships now, you know? As you should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really quirky schedule uh, over these kind of two weeks where there's like, played last Thursday, no games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, game tomorrow, then nothing until next Friday and Saturday, and those are back-to-backs in the land that Wi-Fi forgot. It's going to be, it's, it's just, I don't know, what a quirky scheduling thing it is but either way uh i think we all have to at least enjoy the fact that right now the sharks are on a winning streak and haven't been on one since like the the early early time of january so it's been 87 years (laughs) it, it certainly feels like it and calgary is not going to be a pushover uh, on Monday, it's it's going to be well. If and if you're listening to this tomorrow, uh, Palgary will not be a pushover tonight. <laughs> Watch but, narrator. They were a pushover. <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to be pissed that they lost. Yeah, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> but uh, hello, Giordano. You know, you don't have that piece of your puzzle. Hmm. It's a <laughs> significant piece to lose, is what I'm saying. No, but, that's 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 a good point. Mm-hmm. Yes, but let's move on to some other sharks news. Uh, and I want to throw this out to Jerk. Uh, how many more call-ups do we see over the final final 27 games? Because <laughs> remember, uh, you know, Showman is injured. Chances are he comes back. Blickfeld has has been fine. We just saw Suomela go to Colorado to play for the Barracuda over this last weekend. We don't know if he'll get called back uh, for the game versus Calgary or for next weekend uh, versus Winnipeg and Minnesota. And then Checo, uh, Chekovic, Chekovic, however you want to say it, has been playing a pretty solid game for the Cuda lately. So uh, final 27. Um, you know, if we're playing a pool, if we're playing an over or under, I mean, how many call-ups are we seeing? Well, so are, are you talking guys who haven't been called up yet? Uh, well, no, no, I'll get, I'll give it to you where it's like, okay, maybe Gregor returns or so. I mean, okay. Blake, we've already seen Blickfeld on the squad. So I, yeah, I think probably, especially, uh, with the trade deadline coming, you know, if, if a guy like Melka Carlson or even a Stefan Nason, uh, or a Gambrell, if these guys are moved, I I think you could see probably five or six guys called up here from the you Barracuda. Know, I didn't even think about Nason. Like that could be an interesting move for the Sharks. As much as I think the Sharks should keep him, yes. And to be totally honest, at me haters, I think the Sharks should keep Melka Carlson too. 
I mean, do you uh, at want a, at, a, at a lower price? Get, oh, hundred percent at a yeah. lower dollar, thousand yeah. percent. But I, you know, I threw it on Twitter last week and nobody really came back to me. But it's somebody cared. But I mean, somebody, somebody, tell me why Melka Carlson is the worst player in NHL history? Because that's what it seems like from what I read on Twitter. Not the worst, because most over. He's not Bill Carlson or Eric Carlson or any other Carlson in the league. What about Carl Carlson? Damn it, Carl. I don't know. I just think I just think people need to leave him alone. I mean, like he's not. <laughs> That's exactly I mean, what I was thinking. I mean, it's it's funny because it's like you get like, man, our penalty kill is so good. Yeah, this is our bright spot for the season. Can we trade Melka Carlson? It's like, well, <laughs> um, hello, knock knock. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, and, and Vince G pointing out in the chat, but. But what happens to Akuna Matata if we lose Nason? Yeah, I, I like I said, keep him, keep him. Good fourth line player, especially if the prospects aren't going to take that next step. You need a body, and an effective body at that. I mean, you know, a waiver pickup, oh. and he's got five goals this year. Well, <laughs> okay. Now here's the thing: is I want to see how Hockey Jerk reacts to our buddy Jerry's comment. Nason seems to me to fill in a lot of the gap that Nyquist left. See, I'm going to say no, because Nason's playing fourth line. Nyquist was playing second borderline first line minutes. Uh, If we're offensively, I'm going to disagree with you. But if we're talking uh, sentimentally, sure, I'll give you that. (laughs) Okay. And it's very clear if you follow Timo Meyer on Instagram, it's very clear that Nason has made friends with the boys very quickly. Nice. Good. Nice. All right, let's move on. Uh, it should be fun to see how the call-ups roll out over the final 27. Hey, uh, the Alath, uh, the Alath, how about the <laughs> Athletic? Wow. It is Sunday, the, isn't it? The, the, Alath, Alath, the, the Athletic. The, the Alath-tick, <laughs> the Athletic polled NHL agents this uh, for, for a piece that ran in Really interestingly, <laughs> somebody mentioned San Jose as a city that is most likely to land on their clients' no trade list. I can tell you why. Now, look, if you look at it, you sit there and go, you know, what two teams are the most likely to land on your clients' no trade list? And it's like Winnipeg and Ottawa. Well, okay, yeah, Winnipeg because it's, you know, the land that time forgot, their Wi Fi sucks. It's, you know, what is it? They get sunshine eight days a year, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then Ottawa, of course, it's because their owner is a nut job and nobody knows how to win there. Now, Edmonton coming in seventh there was a little shocking to me when you've got two dynamic players in Dreisaitl. And um, uh, I, I hear there's another guy. I think he wears 97 or something, but he's supposed yeah. to be pretty good. Caved K- McDonald. I think you guys yeah. are going through this all wrong. You're looking at this wrong. You're looking at the name on the back and, and not the surrounding city that they have to live in. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, no. I've never been to Edmonton, but from no. what I've heard, it's yeah. it's brisk there. You're not we'll looking. Say. You're not looking at available housing rates. You're not looking at uh, road congestion. You're not looking at if they have kids. If they, like what the school systems like. You're not looking at the local tax rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or, ac- access to the airport, access to whatever. You know, or like, in, in San Jose's case, a high homeless and dude. sketchy. People, yes, 
A hundred percent. Like San Jose, San Francisco, the Bay Area, that place like is so overpriced for the massive shithole it has turned into. <laughs> All right. the, very... cost, the cost of living there is sky high. The cost of gasoline is sky high. Hey, welcome to San Jose, people that I are coming know. from out of town. That's what I'm saying. Like San Jose, fun place to visit. Don't try to live here. Hey, and now. that's I think that's exactly what this no clause list is saying. It's well, just well, saying San Jose as an infrastructure sucks. It will suck the money out of your salary. Go play in Vegas. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, no everybody can see why nobody wants to go to Buffalo. We can we all know why nobody wants to go to New Jersey. The uh, sucks. But the interesting part is that San Jose got some votes. And what's funny is the line that was put on the athletic for that particular thing was like someone needs to speak the truth. Suck and my foot, man. They're well, trying to make I this about the culture of the team. You can suck no. all of my feet. But I don't think that's the case. Some I think it's a case that. of it's you know the Bay Area is insanely overcongested, mm-hmm. uh, high taxes, expensive to live here, scary uh, people. Scary people. Uh, there, there can be some scary people. I mean, there's one less now that Rocket's not here. But I know, you know, at least I wasn't part of the aggressive homeless population. Okay, I never left my syringes laying around next to a school zone. This is true. Solid just, point. Yes, this is true. I only <laughs> accidentally I only stepped on one of my bathroom just once. It was fine. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was drunk. I'm sorry. It it's fell out. Right. It's all right. But either way, it's like I can kind of understand why San Jose is on that list, but I really understand it if it's a case of if a guy wants to be a superstar. And you look at the and, and here's the example I'll give you. Panarin. Dude left Columbus. Now, you know, like Columbus is not the, not a lot going on after 9 p.m. in Columbus, Ohio. There just isn't. But dude has gone on to New York and has embraced Manhattan. He loves it there. There was a whole segment on him earlier today before the L.A. Kings game and just how much Panarin has kind of blossomed under the bright lights of the Big Apple. And I, that's the whole case of there are players like Dan Boyle and Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe that they just want to play hockey. They don't want the spotlight for the most part. They don't need all of the, all the accolades or blah, blah, blah. But then there's other guys that like they want to play in those super big markets back east and be the shit. You know what I'm saying, Jerk? Yeah, and, and it's absolutely a valid point. Um, I, I think for the record, we should say uh, New York does have a high Russian population. Whether that factors into it or not, I'm not too sure. Um, but they also you, got a lot of paisans. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you 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 say that you're a little surprised that San Jose is on that list. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, no, I'm not a little surprised. I'm surprised it's not higher up on the list. Yeah, yeah if anything, yeah, I. Kind I mean, of am too, especially when you're going to play in a market when, you know, where it's like football, you know, very mm-hmm. top of the totem pole. Then the San Francisco Giants, the you know, Warriors like, and the Warriors yeah, and the Warriors and and yeah. actually and and the Warriors and the Giants might be interchangeable depending on what part of the Bay Area you're actually standing in. Mm-hmm. But in all of the areas, you know, San Jose holding up that pole. 
yeah, b- uh, by standing on the shoulders of the San Jose Earthquakes. But go ahead. Yeah, I it's because the way I'm looking at it is like, uh, you know, Rocket mentioned a lot of good points. You have, you know, it's very expensive. Uh, it's very, you know, there's a very high homeless population. A lot of <laughs> sorry, a lot of whom a lot of those. And I hate to say it, but I've been to cities where there's a homeless population and aside from the fact that they're in, in the middle of the sidewalk, like that's the only problem. But if you go to San Jose and anybody who's walked around downtown San Jose after the sun goes down, have Don't you ever been have you ever been worried about being knifed or followed? Because I certainly have. And in fact, I have been followed. So, I have driven home from work. I've had to stop at a red light near a large homeless encampment. And I get nervous because at night, if you have to stop at that red light and you don't have all your doors and windows locked, you're going to get jacked. Yeah. So there's those two obvious things. I think that also something that's not, excuse me, something that's not talked about as well as, you know, people hear San Jose and they say, oh, San Jose's in California, sunshine and the beach and all that stuff. It gets lumped in with LA. And then you come to San Jose and it's like, oh, this place is kind of dumpy. There's no beaches near here. And the beach is not true. There is. Well, oh shit! Here we go. Oh, okay. Never mind. I see where you're going. Okay. What and what I'm saying is the beaches that are nearby aren't exactly that spectacular. Right. And I mean, I can't verify the niceness of an LA beach, but I know Anze Kopitar lives on a beach, and he seems to be doing all right for himself. So, oh. uh, <laughs> I think it's we not all... necessarily they're nicer or not as nice. It's the temperature and. Northern California, yeah. the beaches are too cold to be in a bikini yeah. and look fabulous. I, whereas in LA, it's perfect beach weather. He, my the my abstract here, my TLDR is I I think people tend to overvalue San Jose. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Speaking as somebody who was born there, <laughs> I, I mean yeah. it's clear when Panarin signed his deal with the Rangers that you know the, the it was up. Op- Pretty obvious, at least to me, that somebody gave him at least the map that said these are the streets that Sean Avery doesn't bike on. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good point. And also, eleven point six million a season. Who's going to say no to that? Hey now. Hey now. So, <laughs> moving on, uh, the Sharks have announced that forward Tomas Hurdle is recovering from successful surgery on his left knee. And is expected to be ready for the team's 2020 training camp in September. Or if you're somebody on Twitter, you think you think he'll be ready for the playoffs, and <laughs> you think the Sharks will going to make those playoffs. But anyway, well, we move- he's going to be ready for playoffs, but then we're also going to trade him. Don't forget that those two, oh, those oh two. God. Yes, oh, because oh, yes. Uh, moving on. Okay. Kevin Kurz has reported that the Sharks and Simic have entered into preliminary extension talks. If you are a follower of Cat Friendly, you know that Shimmick is at the end of his deal. And if you're a follower of all things hockey, you know that Jerk, like, foresee this uh, like a week earlier than Kurz. But that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we have all the uh, cookies for Jerk, and he's here to tell you why. Well, I, I should clarify. It was only a day, um, not a week. I, I would love if it was a week. Um, but... No, I, uh, let's see, today's Sunday. So Friday, uh, February 7th, I threw out a tweet there. At San Jose Sharks, extend Shimmick. Innocent. Uh, somebody tried to tell me that Shimmick sucked. I don't know where that came from. Uh, and then Kevin Kurz, our friend, friend of the show, friend of the account, uh, throws on Saturday, February 8th, 
the Sharks and Radim Shemek have talked about an extension. So I don't want to say that I convinced them to talk about it, but it's possible. But Could I know happen. I, I, I do know AJ Strong does own two Shimmick jerseys. Maybe that has something to do with it. Perhaps. Perhaps. I think I have a Shimmick puck too. We need oh, to geez. we need to talk. We'll talk. <laughs> uh finally draw the Simic circle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Re- one more thing about Shimmick I want to say. Sure. We can do Why not? <laughs> you haven't wasted enough time. Go ahead. So, well, there's only two games this week. Exactly. Uh, Go ahead. So, there evidently on, on the on the Shark subreddit, there's there's this thing where somebody will post the letter G, and then somebody comments O, and somebody comments S, I, and eventually you read down the Reddit thread and it says Go Shimmick, and so the <laughs> and so because the Sharks evidently are are woke. Uh, they threw on Twitter, I think before the game against Edmonton, they said, we'll start and posted a picture of Shimmick and it just had the letter G. You can go on the Sharks Twitter and see this. And I think that kind of fan interaction and un- and uh, listening, I-, I think that's really cool. Wouldn't be the first time the Sharks stole something from somebody else off social media. Just <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. hey now. Hey now. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about the youngins for a hot second. So, uh, Sharks prospect John Leonard got his first career hat trick for UMass last night versus Providence. Four point night in a five-one win for the twenty-one-year-old, five foot eleven left winger. Again, pointing out that Jerk was mentioning how the NHL, yours and mine, getting a little smaller, if you will. Yet another Sharks prospect had a very good weekend. Scott Reedy posted. Three goals and one assist in two games over the weekend for the Minnesota Gophers. So there is hope, people. <laughs> it and, might not be here real soon, but there's hope. And and <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Rocket. Do you know who else was a golden a golden gopher? Brandon Dillon. No, he wasn't. Well, I know, but I was just I figured all roads lead to Dillon. Uh, go well, ahead. I feel like I feel like it was Sean Doogie. No. Well, I, I think he might too, but this one I'm thinking of you guys are both gonna go off. You ready? Yeah. Paul Martin. That is true. What? Yes. Uh, that's a good point. Um, yes. I, he's like a folk hero in Minnesota, which is weird. Yes. Um, but <laughs> speak, specifically with John Leonard, I mean, obviously you can watch. Vince G is all about Sharks college prospects. He's, he's the plug for that. Mm. But – uh, specifically with John Leonard, I mean, you know, people talk about goal scoring on the right uh, on the horizon. Twenty goals in twenty eight games with UMass. This guy can rip the puck like you wouldn't believe. Only seven assists too, so clearly his teammates want to get him the puck. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but and I, Mer- I, and Merkley not having a bad year. I think sixty two points as a defenseman is good. I think I, I've heard that. I, I I cannot confirm. It's one of those things where it's like. You know, career, I, I, right? Not you know, not just in a season. It has to be this, career. No, this season. I don't know it to to be. What what is it, jerk? I don't know it as a fact. I, it's just. Oh, what I've uh, heard. I'm not. I'm not telling you it's true. I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, Rocket. 13 goals, 49 assists in 47 games this year. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, and I mean, whether or not it's worth talking about, we'll see. But Jonathan Dolan, 63 points in 43 games, not bad. Will he come back to North America? I am unsure. But you never know if the uh, – so he left because the Sharks didn't want to play him in the NHL. But if the Sharks need NHL scoring, maybe there's a fit there. I know. And when you talk about NHL scoring, if you're a Barracuda fan and you watched the game against San Diego earlier this week, you saw a nice game from Chekovic, Chekovic, whatever you want to say, but look at this <laughs> I, dirty <laughs> dangle off of this feed from Gregor. I mean, holy. And you have to take into account the goalie that he's doing that against, that's Stolarz. This guy's had, you know, more a little more than a cup of coffee. He's had a Starbucks in the NHL. And that is, you know, some some nice dangling. And you know what, too? Good. If you look at Ivan there, you know, good patience on that play. Obviously, you see the goalie down and your instinct is to panic. Oh, my God, I got to get in the net right mm-hmm. now before he's up. Good patience on him. He brought the puck around the goalie. No problem. Just wiped the sweat off his brow. All good. Slide it in. No problem. So it's good to see that kind of patience because when if you panic, you're not going to do anything. You always mm-hmm. have to pay, have you always always have to have the patience when you slide it in. So we will move around <laughs> the NHL, <laughs> and let's just uh, first off we'll do some ties with the Sharks. But this is around the NHL. Uh, Michael Haley <laughs> is going to have surgery for a core muscle injury. He will be out indefinitely for the Rangers. Uh, he hasn't played since a four-two loss to the Islanders on the twenty-first of January. He has one goal, but 50 penalty minutes in 22 games this season. It is the same injury, however, that Sidney Crosby had earlier this year, who missed 28 games. My point is, can we stop talking about bringing Haley back to the Sharks? Thank you. (laughs) Well, I think the reason why he needed that surgery is because uh, his time spent as Sharks fans punching bag is finally caught up with him. You know, I like Thank I've you. I've told this story a dozen times. I watched the guy take a Brent Burn slapper at like four feet, uh, right to the nuts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, he um he had to crawl over to the boards. He stood up, sat down on the bench, threw up a couple times, and then got back on the ice. Sounds about par for the course. Yeah, yeah. we've all we've all been there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about a guy you feel bad for? Let me introduce you to Mikel Bodker. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad for that guy. Mikel Bodker has scored his first goal of the season Saturday versus Winnipeg after being a healthy scratch for 43 of 53 games. So did he finally get the message? <laughs> I, I just <laughs> like... Okay, four, now let's four million let, dollars a season. Let's oh, remember. Oh, it's going to be a twenty goal score. Yeah, no, you let, know, let, not a ridiculous expectation at the time. Not a ridiculous expectation, but those of us who live in reality knew that it wasn't going to happen. Well, uh, as as Thanos said, reality is often disappointing. <laughs> oh lord, I'll be back. Either way, uh, dude. Yes, dude. Fuck yes. Her. If you're healthy, scratch for forty three. What? How? What did we fleece from Ottawa for for the Botker move? What? What did Mike, that end up happening? Mike Hoffman. Oh Jesus! No retained salary. No draft pick compensation. Uh, you know what? Still, maybe should have kept. I'm Christ Almighty! Yeah, 
Jeez. But I, I like even even though Bodker obviously didn't meet expectations when he was with the Sharks, like he still provided something, right? Yeah. Well, evidently doing nothing in Ottawa, and we're talking about it. We're talking about freaking Ottawa here. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like like you know didn't give the Sharks what they had hoped, but they st- he still gave something. And then to go to Ottawa and to be just a passenger it's like what the hell happened i'm telling you i'm telling you all right let's run it back all right so after bodker we move on and uh this is the hockey jerk segment for the next uh i don't know 45 seconds uh because he wants to tell everybody that there's some guy uh i've heard his name is 16 i can't remember uh, but there's some guy in Dallas that's heating up with four goals and two assists over his last five games, two of those coming on the power play. And if I remember correctly, I think they came within like 20 seconds. Yeah. So, uh, when, when Corey Perry dodged his suspension, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Former, <laughs> former Sharks captain, Joe Pavelski, my favorite player, uh, my paths, my paths, uh, <laughs> you know, coming <laughs> Coming around finally. I mean, better late than never, right? But uh, it, it's just on a personal standpoint, like it, it's it's good to see because even though he's not on our team anymore, he still was and is a big part of like the folklore of our team, right? Oh, sure. And so you you want a guy like that to be successful. Like you don't want to just wish misery upon somebody for no reason. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Weren't we just talking about Mikel Bodker? Well, yeah, but there's a yeah. reason. For yeah, that. exactly. Right. He just said wish misery for no reason. That was oh. the caveat. Yeah, so I like obviously happy for Paz. Um, and I just want to say, I think back, thinking back to seventeen, eighteen, thinking about now, thinking about the beginning of this year. You know, wondering where all these true, legit, hardcore fans went because. <laughs> That's all I'm saying is, uh, you know, all these people who shed tears when he left us were the same ones who wanted us to trade him when he only scored 22 goals that one year. Only 22. (laughs) That one year. Hey, speaking of hardcore, legit fans, uh, let's talk about Vegas, who, like, ran out of their building like a couple weeks ago. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Vegas Golden Knights have announced that they are purchasing the San Antonio Rampage AHL franchise. And yes. we'll be applying for relocation with the AHL to the Vegas Henderson area. Plan is for the team to play. Oh, look at me. I'm so here. Yay. Plan is for them to play in the downtown Orleans Arena for two years before moving to Henderson, Nevada, a.k.a. Jerk's Backyard. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Uh, I've heard that this is actually a pretty decent barn. Uh, I've also heard that uh, there's some St. Louis Blues fans that are a little pissed off that uh, the Rampage was snaked out from under them, jerk. Well, and and if you, those who've been keeping close to the situation, uh, for starters, it is a nice building. Uh, It's also about 20 minutes away from the Strip. So, uh, Oh, you, so the champagne room is going to be a little harder to get. Well, to. I was going to say, you know, well, I was going to say, you know, that means you don't have to pay nine dollars for a slice of pizza um, or a yeah, you only have to pay eight seventy five. Exactly. Yeah. But no, this is the what year is this? Twenty twenty. This is the second time in two and a half years that Vegas has snaked St. Louis on their AHL affiliation because St. Louis and the Chicago Wolves were paired together. Vegas mm-hmm. joins the league and they're like, hey, 
we're going to pair with the Chicago Wolves. And St. Louis is like, all right, that's kind of a dick move, but we'll just share a San Antonio. <laughs> we'll just share San Antonio with Colorado. Obviously, Colorado Eagles get bumped from the ECHL to the AHL. So St. Louis has San Antonio by themselves. And then Vegas comes back again, you know, a week and a half ago. And it's like, so listen. Wait a minute. You bring up a good point. What does this mean for the Colorado Eagles next season? Nothing, because they're still paired with the Avalanche. But does that mean with the division they play in in the AHL, would they move out of the same division as the Barracuda are in? I am especially, unsure. I was going to say, especially isn't Seattle putting a franchise in a uh, Palm Springs or something? Yeah, AHL? like yeah, somewhere random. Yeah, uh, they are. That's a solid point. Although I, I wonder if they they might do some finagling on the divisions, generally speaking, because for I, those I believe, who don't, I believe that's pronounced finesse. Because <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, the re- the reason why. Um, and actually, no, Pacific Division is the only division with seven teams. So Colorado will get to hang out for at least another year. Right. Um, but the the reason why the AHL determines playoff matchups and standings by points percentage is because not every team in the AHL plays the same amount of games. Yes. Uh, every, every division except the Pacific plays, I want to say, 72. And the Pacific plays 67. So the goal when San Antonio... Quirky. When San Antonio no, moves, and then, and then when you know La Jolla or Irvine or wherever this new AHL team is going to be, uh, <laughs> they I, they're going to try for a more balanced schedule, I think. And you know, I, I the only thing I worry about that is you you expose your AHL players in the Pacific Division to have to take Southwest Airlines to road games. But see, that's just it: is that AHL is not a it's a bus league. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. the reason why everybody back east has 10 more games because they of the travel budget. Yeah. Like, they don't have the money to send the north um, and like it's between the money and the travel time but I think it's probably more of a, of a financial thing. Like I don't how are they going to just magically fix it just be like oh there's more money in the AHL now we're just going to have everybody on the same schedule or are they going to reduce the number of games for the east coasters and maybe bump the western up again like what five six games how do you think they're going to do that i could see them do that i think they'll also they'll also probably try and put more more days off in the schedule because the ahl believe it or not they they do they take back-to-backs one step further they do back-to-back-to-backs oh god i'm tired so i i think they they might post that on pornhub (laughs) so That I could see that be something that they try and eliminate. Um, but and, and as an aside as well, when the Barracuda went to the Western Conference Final, I'm still tilted that they weren't allowed to use the Sharks' private plane because, as we know, the Sharks the Sharks had already been bounced for five weeks by that point. Yeah, that was some horseshit. Uh, let's move on a little bit more due to a weird scheduling quirk, and this is more like I don't know that we need to talk about this. This is more kind of a uh, you know, the more you know kind of a thing. Uh, due to a weird scheduling quirk, Las Vegas was away from their home arena for almost a month, 27 days. Between a, you know, some games on the road, then the mandated break off, all-star, blah, blah, blah. Either way, in their first game back at home with their new coach, Peter DeBoer, uh, Vegas took a 3-1 to one lead into the third and in the third period, they gave up four goals 
and they were able to push it to overtime. They ultimately lost. I'm just saying, man, that sounds familiar. Uh, for St. Louis, the Blues evidently are retiring Chris Pronger's number. My question here is, why? Well, franchise icon. I mean, he's uh, a dude, dude. There's a lot of franchise icon. He never won a cup. With, like, had he won a cup during his, I think, nine years here uh, in St. Louis? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it, but I look at Joe Thornton and I sit there, you know, like, dude, Pronger, nine years. How long has Pronger been out of the game? Like five, six years in uh, eight. Okay, so even more <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm retiring Joe Thornton's number. But uh, how long did Owen Nolan play with the Sharks? He never won anything here. He yeah, never but won anything anywhere. The way I the way I look at it is of the uh, of the five teams Pronger did play for. It is the team he played for the longest. Um, he also. Won a Norris Trophy there. Won an MVP Trophy there. Uh, five-time All-Star. So you're basically uh, saying it's like a Dan Boyle situation. Yeah, yeah just I, just let him be beloved to St. Louis and stop right. bitching I, I, about okay, it. Okay, but I'm just saying, as a fucking San Jose fan, all I remember is him being a big, <laughs> big whiny defenseman, defenseman in 2000. That's what I fucking remember him for. That's what I'm hanging him's so, number four is big, big fucking whiny, whiny defenseman. Oh. oh my god! Can we Photoshop that banner, please? Can we Photoshop that? Please? Oh, okay. it's please. dot matrix, bitch. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> I need it. Can we get some? Can we? We need to get Puck Guy. Uh, Puck Guy to make us a like a dot matrix paper. Well, we'll, we'll see if we, we'll see if he <laughs> can use his good eye as a retirement banner. And then as it's oh. raised, you just hear me, 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 <laughs> me. Well, we'll see if Puck Guy can do that with his good eye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Jerk, um, can I can I um, can I just impart some knowledge onto you, and then you will tell me what you feel about it? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna just say, uh, in 17 games this season with the LA Kings, uh, there's a guy by the name of Ilya Kovalchuk, three goals, six assists. Nine points, a minus 10 in a city of sunshine. But yet, 15 games, so two games less, 15 games in Montreal, six goals, six assists, 12 points, a plus six. So uh, what is the difference with Kovalchuk? And let me preface this with, is this a case that we can like stop talking about Oh, yeah, the Sharks should have kept Pavs because look at how great he's doing in Dallas. And then there's the other people who's going, yeah, man, the fucking Sharks should have kept Nyquist. Look at how great he's doing in Columbus. Or Sharks should have kept Don Scoy. Look at how great he's doing in Colorado. Assholes, if you leave a team, it doesn't mean you're going to do the exact same thing as you did with the team that you left. It's a good point. Uh, Thank you. Obviously, uh, I'm just want to say really quick, uh, who who called this when no one else did me? Um, but cookie, also, cookie, cookie, cookie. You're the, you're the only person that had faith nom, in this guy. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> you in Montreal, that's it. Yeah, uh, but a couple of things here. Obviously, number one, he's being played in a position where he can actually succeed. 
Um, he's not on the fourth line having to drag around two anchors. Um, he's not playing for a head coach. That do not hates bring him. Michael Haley back in this conversation. <laughs> he's not. He's not playing for a head coach that hates him. Uh, oh, do so not bring I, Melker back into this conversation. So <laughs> that's obviously good. But I, I think too, like obviously those those are two big things. I mean, you know, better opportunity, a coach who doesn't hate you. But I think also when you're in a bad situation and you get into a good situation you're immediately happier. And as I've said before, happiness, like happiness makes you work harder. And that's not to say that Ilya Kovalchuk doesn't work hard, but the fact that he's happy certainly pumps him up. And Here's I know Rock- Rocket backhander to talk to you about her ex-boyfriends. Go ahead, Rock. No, no, no. Like, I just, I just want to know. So I, I don't mean to, to diminish Kovalchuk's, beautiful performance of the Montreal Canadiens this season and how much joy he obviously has uh, playing that game. But here she is about to diminish it. Go ahead. I I just, does that mean like his experience in the NHL, he's, Ilya Kolchuk is basically a shelter pet? I think I know what you mean by that, but can you, know you elaborate? I, mean? I so, think I when they say shelter pets when they're picked up and they know they're adopted, they're extremely happy and usually shelter pets are, they make better pets because they know that they've been rescued. Mm. Um, I, Again, I wouldn't... we're still trying to determine if we're talking about a hockey player or Rocket's ex-boyfriends, but go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> next week's Pucknologist will be just Rocket and I. Um, but, <laughs> no, I, I don't think he's a shelter pet just because you can look at what he's done prior to signing with LA and it's obviously still really good. I mean, a a good career in the NHL, a good career over in Russia as well. So generally speaking, the talent is there. I think maybe there's a degree of truth to that where obviously he was in a bad situation. Now he's happy to be in a good situation, but I think he's also in a situation where his, what he can bring to the table is better, uh, showcased or helped along if that makes any sense like like it's not a situation where it's like yeah well whatever you we're just gonna leave you over here figure it out like they're like oh you're good at this okay we'll put you in a position to do that (laughs) that's all i'm saying and i know rocket watched his overtime winner last night how about that sally Oh, I did. Okay, so I know that Kovalchuk haters are going to say this. They're going to be like, that's really selfish of him to point at the stands and point at the manager after he won. If I was a good teammate, he'd be pointing back to the bench and like wanting to hug his teammates. Man, like that's that was the only I know. But he was like jumping for joy and yelling and pointing up at the GM, like telling him basically, you know, thanks for believing in me. Yeah. And. That was a beautiful thing. But I know that there's people out there who, who are going to view his uh, celebration as like a, de- a detractor against him. Well, Adam those be- yeah, I guess. And he can he can he can also suck my feet. OK, there's a, a foot so tonight. Basically, those like trying to trying to trying to make yeah. it. All, you're saying like trying to make it all about himself kind of thing. Yeah. Like he's oh, look at him. He's showboating. It's it's and it wasn't it. A hundred percent is not. No, he's he's pumped. That's yes, that's. That's a good – it was a good sell. He scored another overtime goal uh, at the beginning of last week against the mm-hmm. Ottawa Senators. Uh, that sell was also pretty pretty nice as well. I think yes. he's he's just pumped. And, and, and by all accounts, everything I've read, everything I've heard, even when he was on L.A. when things were really bad, like, you know, L.A. told him, like, you can practice with us, but we're not going to play you. And was still a good teammate, showed up on time, did his thing, you know, and – 
was just a good dude and a good teammate. And so if you can be that way in the shittiest situation, like you want a guy who's that good of a guy, good of a teammate to be in a good spot. And I mean, two KHL championships, Olympic gold medal, KHL playoff MVP. I mean, thanks for coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And uh, for those of you interested in rockets feet, it's not going to take long. They're like that big. Uh, so let's move on to our final things. There you go. There you go. See, very tiny. They're not very tiny. No, very tiny. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who are alcoholics like myself, uh, Hey, new Amsterdam has a a new bottle out there. So, you know, first there was chum beer. Then there was the vintage 408 wine. Now it's vodka. If anything, I think we can look at the sharks and say, well, clearly you saw this season coming because you've given us so many <laughs> options to, you know, get, you know, fuckered up with. I, I would saying. call it self-medicating. Yes. Yes. Yes, we I are, would. We are a self-medicating fan base. And what? <laughs> talk about people who need medication. Have you ever shopped with Fanatics? Okay, so this is our another weekly Fanatics Sucks segment. Here it goes. I'm going to make it real quick. Why do we not have a transition graphic for that? Uh, Well, not a transition, but I'm working on it. Uh, (laughs) So the Fanatics have evidently worked with Brent Burns. And uh, and I'm not blaming this on Brent Burns. I'm sure his agent or whoever comes to him and says, hey, here's a way we can do charity or something. And he goes, fantastic, uh, because Brent Burns is that kind of guy. Uh, but Fanatics is not that kind of uh, guy, so to speak. So either way, uh, Fanatics rolled out this MVP experience with Brent Burns. So here's the deal. You give us a thousand dollars minus a penny, but a grand. Now I will say, I will say, this thousand dollars is for two tickets, so it's basically five hundred dollars a ticket for this M or you know this MVP experience. Now let me just elucidate for a hot second and explain to you what this is. This is like a two-hour window where you're broken into groups of people. And based on what the explanation is on the Fanatics website is that you're, you know, allowed to bring one item in and he'll sign that he'll come to your table of people and he'll spend all of three minutes with you based on what it sounds like. Uh, part of it also is you can submit a Q and a, you know, you can submit a question for the Q and a that you have to pre submit it so they can review it and, you know, Say that it's okay and blah, blah, blah. But Brent, I I don't understand how in two hours, Brent is, and I think this is limited to 100 people, if I'm not mistaken. But trying to figure out how Brent Burns is going to bop from table to table to table to do his little, hey, how you doing? Uh, And then, okay, here, let me sign that for you. Let me sign that for you. Then you're also guaranteed a photo with Brent Burns in what sounds like a professional photo. The reason why I'm talking about all this. Oh, no. And I don't know what the hell just happened in the background. But the reason why I'm talking about all this is that this has been on sale now for, I think, about a month. And they're pimping this saying, oh, my God, these are almost sold out. These are almost sold out. Well, you know what? 
I I live in the world, or at least I used to. I used to live in the world of um, sales and and stuff like this. And when you weren't selling well, you gave a discount. And earlier this week, and this has not been on sale that long, for a couple weeks, uh, it's been on sale. This is it. And now, boom, you can get a nice little code. I believe it's like Store40 or something like that. Uh, I'm sure you'll find it on Twitter if you're interested in this. All of a sudden, 40% off. All of a sudden, that $1,000 ticket is only $600. And remember, you get two tickets, so it's 300 per person, but throw in the sales tax, three and a quarter-ish per person. Uh, how pissed off are you if you bought the $1,000 ticket for this? How are you not calling whoever the, you know, the people at Fanatics saying, um, yeah, I want my, you know, I want my 40% back. I want my $400 back. Yeah, but AJ, you're running under the assumption that Fanatics sold a single one of those tickets under that original <laughs> price. Well, I would assume they sold a couple because the, the one thing that we are never, ever lacking is people that have too much money that don't know what to do with it. Especially in the Bay Area. Hey, now. So either way, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Burns, uh, Fanatic, whatever that money's going to, I hope you raise a lot of money, but I'm just saying if I'm someone who paid full price and then I see that down the pike three weeks later, I'm a pretty fucking pissed off fan. I, I, w I would like the record to show from my perspective, I wouldn't go to that event if it was free. Uh, no, no, I, I have gone to that event when it was free. It's called practice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And at practice, it's not some formal stick up your butt thing where yes. it's like, oh, uh, hello, Mr. Burns. It's like, hey, Burnsy, how are you? And he's Dude. like, oh, living hey, hey. Dude, and we, we talk he in practice. protein shake. We talk in practice. Yeah. Some you practice. know what the cool thing is, though? Tracky. Uh, it, it is, it, you know, it's, it's a fanatics event, but you know who I heard that it's, who is the primary sponsor, same sponsor as our show. Hey, you 30 teams in the NHL. Are you looking for a deal? Do you need a trade partner? Is your team missing a 40 year old center? We've got a deal for you. Are you looking for someone to bring some defensive consistency to your blue line? How about Brendan Dillon? He averages over 20 minutes of ice time per game. He led the Sharks last season with a plus 19. He has a shorthanded assist this season on a team with the worst goal differential in the Western Conference. Call now. Or do you need a goalie who gets scored on more than a Kardashian? How about former Boston Bruin legend Martin Jones? No one cares about goals against or save percentage when your goalie has a ring and Martin Jones can bring one to your team immediately. Who cares if Jonathan Quick gave it to him? Martin Jones has one. And what if you're in the market for a stalwart penalty killer? How about Milker Carlson? Sure, he'll be 30 this summer. Sure, he's declined for four straight seasons. And sure, you probably already have one of these guys on your minor league team that can do the same thing for a lot less money. Who cares? Not only does this guy kill penalties, he also gives your fans someone else to complain about. Lines are now open. And what if you're looking for a name that will just eventually be in the Hall of Fame? We got you there. 
We got you with two there, in fact. That's right. How about Joe Thornton or Patrick Marlowe? Call now. Buy one. Get one free. Operators are standing by. Have you seen Marlowe's contract? Hell, you've probably spent more on player fines this season. Both of these guys will be in the Hall of Fame. Don't you want them wearing your jersey when they go in? Operators are standing by. Give us a call right now. 1-899-ROOSTER and ask for Doug Wilson. If you've got a low round draft pick, you're going to get right through. Call now. Bitcoin. Oh my God, the best sponsor we've ever had. Okay. So with that, I think it's, uh, you know, tight 45 went out the window about 15 minutes ago. So uh, Rocket Backhander, good evening, Rocka. <laughs> good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rocket Backhander, and this was a lovely flight. Please make sure that you're careful when you're opening the overhead bins as some things Shift may have happens. fallen out. And you might get thumped on the head. Now, don't elbow nobody. Ain't going to be nothing if you don't start nothing. Get off my plane. My name is Rocket Backhander. If you want to hang out with me again, come find me on Twitter. Backhander 76 That's capital R. Capital B, little Ackhander76. Twitter, it's where the action's at. Now, if you want to follow me visually, you can do so on Instagram. Rocket Backhander, one word, lowercase, no spaces. AJ. Shift happens. Hockey jerk. <laughs> All right, so just uh, oh, just sure. some house <laughs> just some housekeeping items here. I'll be back. <laughs> so today is uh, today's February 9th, twenty twenty. Pick it in up, the, bro. In the year of our Lord, uh, the Detroit Red Wings defeated Boston Bruins today three to one. How much uh, which, money did you win? <laughs> I, well, it means that they have fourteen wins on the season in okay, fifty seven games, then. giving them giving them a pace of twenty point eight games. Uh, that they will potentially or on pace to win this season. So they crossed that 20 win threshold. Um, so obviously good for them. And something else I noticed from uh, the NHL CBA exhibit 14 bullet point 11 fans are to be treated with respect and courtesy autograph requests in the vicinity of club facilities should not be unreasonably denied. There's no point to that. I'm just saying it hockey underscore jerk on Twitter. I would throw it back to AJ, but he is gone. So rocket. How do you feel about Brendan Dillon potentially leaving? All right. So this is how I feel about Brendan Dillon potentially leaving. His time at the Sharks, uh, I think that he's done a great deal to improve not only his game, but the game of his teammates and whoever he gets partnered with. I think that it's unfair for me to say that he should be on this team for the duration of his career if it means that he is not getting the paycheck that he deserves. I believe he deserves a bigger paycheck. I don't think that... Sharks are going to be able to or want to give him the salary that he can maybe get at a different team. So I will look forward to watching Brendan Dillon play for more money on a different team. And I'm going to get a sweater. I'm not going to be butthurt about it. Are we all Perfect. done now? Can I go? Yes, sir. Okay. AJ underscore strong. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right, AJ underscore strong on social, blah, 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 blah. We'll see you next week. Jesus Christ, it's another light week. Okay. Uh, Calgary, Winnipeg, Minnesota. Oh, Jesus Christ, that sounds like Puck Guy's wet dream of a schedule. So with that, uh, do us a favor. I don't see enough thumbs up. We need to have some more thummy thummies up on the YouTube cast. If you will... Do us a favor, if you enjoy the iTunes, jump on over there. Leave us a nice, it doesn't have to be long, but a nice little, hey, 
These guys are fun to watch. Give us five stars. Give us a nice review on iTunes. We would certainly appreciate it. And as always, social media people, give us a subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Enjoy us on Reddit. And let Hockey Jerk take you deep into the night on Discord. That's all I'm saying. And remember, if you weren't able to see us live, we're on all your podcast platforms. Always the replay on YouTube. And everything's on Teal Town USA After Dark. Thank you very much for watching. We're out of here. 91 is in the books, kids. We will see you for 92 in a week-ish. No. We'll see you next Sunday, 8 o'clock. Same bat time, same bat channel. So, for now, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Get well soon, putt guy. We're out of here.